are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White. Joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? Well, how could I be bad, Jeff? We're talking about rockets again today. And oddly enough, there may be a lot of podcasts out there in the world. But there are not a lot of podcasts for manufacturing marketers. And there are not a lot of podcasts for manufacturing marketers that talk about rockets. And this is at least, I think, the second time we've talked about like sending something to space. The first time was, I think, there were products being sent to space by the person that we were interviewing. And they forgot to take a photo of it before they sent it. And it was like <laughs> a one-off product. And so they like, never come back. No, it was going to like the, the yeah. So... It was like on part of the Mars rover or something like that. My memory <laughs> serves. So, um, but like, I, I'm always in for another space episode. I, I think it's great, and I, I think too, you know, you're 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 kind of giving away the the uh, the one the one thing you know that, that's pretty interesting that we're going. Oh, see, so now I think I think our guests have a lot of interesting things to say, Jeff. I think that's rude. That is very rude. Oh, they do for sure. That was not what I was saying. <laughs> It's it's weird for us to start a show this way, but um, ah. you know I I am looking forward to uh, to kind of where we're going to go because I think it's really interesting to dive into something that's about you know gathering attention in a way that maybe nobody else has thought of. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's uh, let's dig let's into it. it. So we have actually have two guests today, which is a, is a change for us. Uh, from how we would normally do things. And, and so we're going to introduce them one at a time, but they're both from uh, Legrand. And joining us first is Raval Bittadini, who is the Director of Global Accounts. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Raval. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here today. Yeah, glad to have you on the show. And also joining us is Eric Highland. Eric is the Program Manager for the Acclaim product, also with Legrand. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Eric. Hey, thanks for uh, giving us an opportunity to talk over each other in weird sound bites today. I appreciate it. <laughs> the world it's, of podcasting. Yeah, usually it's just Jeff and I talking over each other, so it's nice to have some competition. Um, who wants to talk over first and uh, tell us a little bit about the company? I'll let Robongo. He's, a, he's, a, he's the marketing genius of this whole thing, so go ahead. <laughs> thanks, Eric. Uh, well, yeah, Legrand, for, for people who aren't familiar with it, and I have to say thanks for saying Legrand, just, uh, just the, the French way that it should be pronounced. Uh, Legrand is the global specialist in electrical and digital building infrastructure. And in English, what that means is that Legrand uh, helps uh, in the building and the development of uh, uh, devices, infrastructure devices, basically that help transform data, light, and power. So what we are doing is we say we're improving lives by uh, allowing the world to get uh, access to data, light, and power wherever they are. And uh, we do that by improving places where people live, work, learn, and meet. So this is Legrand in a nutshell. Really cool. And um, look, I, I, I appreciate there's a lot of aspects of the of the built environment and the digital data environment that we all kind of experience that you folks touch. But there's one product that you've uh, put out, uh, an innovation that you've released recently that, that's more around, if my, and, and please tell me if my uh, uh, layman's terms here are wrong, but I believe we're, we're, we're really reinventing or reimagining 
the cassette that happens inside of um, uh, data centers. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, the risk of taking four years of excitement and putting it into three minutes, right. In, in a polite cocktail yeah. conversation kind of way at this, on this podcast of yours. Um, and really the more boring part of the idea of how to take something and bring it to market that is brand new in a space that most people are uninterested in. Uh, yeah. So 30 years ago as an industry light, light and fiber optics are moving around all over the place. And like, I always think the easiest way to think about it is light moves through glass the same way water moves through a garden hose. And so, you know, we've, we're moving this water through the backyard and everywhere else. And everyone's got a garden hose that's plugged in the back of the yard. And if you want to go a little bit further, you screw another one in. And like, we have all these different pieces that we're trying to connect to one another. And most of them are kind of in the same place. So like there needs to be a point of aggregation and distribution that happens. And like, that's what a cassette is, is it's kind of the aggregation and distribution point. And it's beautiful and elegant from that perspective. Uh, but it was invented 30 years ago. And so if we, you know, pull back on our garden hose a little bit here, every place that you screw two garden hoses together, there's a little bit of a leak. Uh, and the edges, what we're actually communicating and how we're communicating and how fast people want their podcasts and their cat videos puts us in a place where we've taken the garden hose off the side of the house and we plugged it into the fire hydrant down the street. And so the stuff that was there 30 years ago that was doing a great job of spreading things out and everything else, we've increased that pressure. We've increased that bandwidth in such a way that that small leak is now a pond. And just to you know, really hammer my water analogy here, each droplet of water that's in that pond is data that didn't make it to where it's supposed to go. So now we're resending and having to redo things over and over and over again because those leaks are happening in such a crazy way because we continue to increase the pressure that's happening. And so, um, you know, we're in an, our, our industry, right? <laughs> as much as it touches everything, is designed and successful if it's forgotten about. And we're now in this place where that pressure is so high, that bandwidth is so much that we're starting to see the leaks and the cracks that were small become big problems. And so, we're in that space now where we had to start talking about what's going to happen and how better to solve and serve that problem. And, and, and just so I'm clear, the product that, that, that you've, is in, Infinium Acclaim, did I say that yeah, correct? Yeah. And thank okay. you. Thank oh. you very much for saying that out loud. So, you know, we don't have to <laughs> No, no, I want to, I want to make sure we know what it is. You know, not being promotional at all. It's, I don't know. It sounds really cool to me. Um, and, and I guess like, what what I what I yes it's a problem but you know it's been a problem for a while and we can say oh yeah but it's only kind of reached a critical point lately but you know like fast data transfer speeds etc have been de desired for a very long time now so that's what I find compelling about this challenge from a marketing perspective is because it's a it, it's a thirty year old problem that people were happy to ignore and nobody was probably going around saying this is on the top of my list to solve. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. I think, I think that there's, there's a, a piece of this just in the world of world building and stage setting that 30 years ago in the early nineties, if you took, you know, engineers are not very brave, very brash people, right? If you took the bravest, most, you know, forward thinking engineer, last, least conservative engineer out there and said, how fast is everything going to go ever? Right. Let's like just 1993. 
how fast is light going to move through glass? They'd be like, I don't know, 10 gig. Right. And like <laughs> in the world of things, we, we do 10 gig in copper now. Right. So like as an industry, you know, we, and as data is moving and how we kind of think about things and how we as consumers interact with stuff, the laptops that we have and the phones that we have are still like they're moving fast if they're doing 300 megabytes. Right. So like that's a third of what a gig is. And that's so, you know, we're we're not seeing and feeling that impact on the consumer side all that often uh, until you log into your favorite social media platform and it has to re you have to relog it. Right. Like that, that lag, that jog, that buffer that we're seeing in streaming videos that we're seeing in video games. And anytime that we log into something that's cloud-based, right? So any of the things that are on your phone or anything else, you log in or you open it and it doesn't open and you have to do it again. Like that's a disconnect somewhere. That's that pain point. That's how we as consumers feel that. Right. So, you know, if we go back to, that nobody thinks about those warehouses full of computers that we call data centers in the cloud like that's where this starts to be something where we as consumers start feeling that there's tears in the fabric right but you're right for the most part we don't have devices that care and so that's another piece of why it's exciting for eight people right <laughs> and it's it's worked as well as it has for 30 years and it hasn't been top of mind anywhere um well, as long as the water reaches the garden, you don't really care if there's a few leaks in the in the hose, right? You know, like as long as the vegetables get their water. Yeah, as long as the tomatoes are growing, nobody kind of looks at how much of that water is making it where it's supposed to go. So yeah, exactly. we're getting to a point where the water reaching the garden is becoming more critical because as demand increases and as speeds increases and as that pressure that Eric was talking about increases, making using the most of it is very important so uh data loss is becoming more and more critical as speeds increase so and we need we need to keep up it's, it's a rapid moving industry and the demands whether who, who wanted to watch who wanted to to watch hours of videos two years ago nobody was thinking that you're gonna sit on your couch and flip through videos or even the quality, uh, the resolutions of images, video quality, all that now is larger and bigger and faster. And we need we need infrastructure to keep up with this, with this delivery of very quickly consumed data that is even quickly forgotten. But we need infrastructure to be able to support all that. And uh, Legrand, you know, thinks out of the box. We we grow in two ways. We grow uh, through acquisitions. We we. Uh, always think of ways how we could uh, broaden our uh, our uh, solutions to the market, how to, how we could offer more products and respond to further needs in the market. But we also grow through research and development and organically through introductions of new uh, solutions and systems. And this is this is one way. Uh, Infinium Acclaim is a great example that shows how keen Legrand is on uh, remaining innovative and introducing the market with products that haven't been seen before. And the claim is really a good example on that. So how do we, how do we get that? How do we get Infinium and claim in front of those data center managers, those, those engineers that, well, you know, Eric had said there's, there's eight guys, you know, eight yeah. people who care, you know, like the nichest of niches, you know, and how, how do we get in front of them? Yeah. So it, 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 is this just a matter of there, there are already customers of yours so you could call them up and tell them about the innovation or uh, you know how do we have to get them aware of it? 
I mean, fortunately, there's a couple of guys that already like us and we talk to. But for the most part, you know, as an industry, and if we zoom out a little bit, and I, I know we're zooming in and out and bouncing around a little bit all over the place here, and apologies to <laughs> anyone who's a visual person that's hearing us kind of sneak around, but um, humans are still humans, right? And part of the problem that we have marketing anything new, but specifically something that is so removed from the consumer experience is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And change is really scary. And so, and and we have built all these different <laughs> death scroll, doom scroll devices to be able to find things that sit with us, right? Or that we agree with, or, or to, so like if, if we don't like something, we don't have to pay attention to it. Um, so part of it is capturing the attention of our intended audience. But the other half of that is that we need to inspire them with things that they don't actually have access to readily, right? So like inspiring with information that isn't readily available because you and I can go into the internet and find our favorite search engine and ask to tell us more about something, right? ChatGPT has made it even more scary and exciting at the same time than it even used to be by just going to a bar, you know, search bar and typing in the thing. So we have this attention problem that everyone is really good at paying attention to everything and nothing all at the same time. And so capturing their attention uh, is tricky, right? And like, <laughs> this is a very, very good way of saying that I don't really know. But at the same time, we've, we've had some success with appealing more to the humanity side of things. So less about here's the technology and what this technology is and why this technology is important and more about change is going to happen and that's okay and challenging people to kind of think about how that change could be impactful, but also where they might be asking for it or, or help them kind of find where they've been asking for it. And it all starts with getting their attention though, right? You can't have that conversation if you're not actually talking to them. So, so, so let's talk about that because we, we, start, we, we kicked off this episode with talking about space. This, uh, we promised another space episode or a near space episode. Um, and, uh, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure you didn't go and reinvent um, the, or invent the solution to a 30-year-old data center problem without having some sort of sell sheet or information about the features and benefits of Infinium Acclaim and how it helps the data center ma center managers, but then at the same time, you know, you moved. What, what I what I find fascinating about this case study is you went a few uh, ladders on the rung higher, and you launched a rocket <laughs> in the Nevada desert yeah. as a way of generating attention. Um, so tell me about that decision. The, the launching of the rocket is very interesting because uh, first of all, we did it. We our messaging was divided into two folds. One, trying to tell the market that today we are replacing a product that you've been used to for the past thirty years. So we're doing things differently. So that was one one half one one part of the campaign, the messaging saying we're gonna cut cost, cut complexity, we're gonna cut the cassette. Because what what Infinium Acclaim does is literally eliminates the need of fiber cassettes in the fiber system. So the market hasn't been used to this. The market always used cassettes in the past 30 years that we're talking about. And we did this uh, through the, the campaign Cut Cost, Cut Complexity, Cut Cassette by literally filming us getting rid of the cassettes, whether it's uh, 
breaking them down or finding creative ways to to get rid of them. And we had this video campaign just to, to actually generate interest in the market, to be asked the question, why are you doing that to cassettes? Why are you getting rid of cassettes? Because we have a product and this product, and this is where the second fault of the, the equation comes in. This product goes beyond what you do today. This product provides you beyond the data uh, speeds that you're used to. This product provides you uh, less data loss. So the, the, the going beyond was the second half of the messaging. And that's why we wanted to go beyond and going beyond what else, what more goes beyond than a rocket, literally. So we launched a rocket uh, to symbolize, first of all, the, the innovation, the, the research and development behind Infinium Acclaim, because when you launch a rocket, you're literally thinking rocket science. So we wanted to tell the market today that this product is built on hours and hours of engineering, designs, research, studies. We, we wanted to minimize data loss and we figured out the best way to do it today. And we're so excited to share it with the industry. So we are here launching rockets to grab your attention, to tell you that today you can go beyond with us. You can do more with your data and you can really have better, more resilient and faster networks, which you want to... Uh, keep up with this high demand of data streaming and the data need. Well, I mean, there certainly are lots of ways to make a splash, but most of them don't involve going into low orbit. <laughs> yeah, I think that why not signify or represent the literal launch of a product without the literal launch of a rocket, right? And uh, I, I think that our, our audience as, as a consumer base uh, for, for the ground and for the data center infrastructure side of things is, I mean, everybody on our side loves space. Like you guys have already had one guy put something in space, right? So like space is that kind of great unknown. And so why not embrace that, right? Like if we're going to move into this new space, if this is going to be a new thing, if we are literally launching a new product, let's literally launch a rocket into that kind of near space attitude now, atmosphere. You know, I'm going to just, there's a lot of people like an idea like this could get a rocket uh, could get shot down, um, <laughs> uh, you know, five hundred times, literally. Um, you know, a lot, there'd be people that would look at it and say, well, "Yeah, I mean, we do some R and D, but I mean, we're not doing, we're not, we're not ourselves building the rocket. The R and D didn't go into the rocket. Like that, the, the connection is basically the go beyond tagline." I kind of love that you guys were able to sell this through and get this thing. Like, like I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah, like that. That you know, I guess did you run into any of these objections? Because it seems to me like this is the kind of idea that somebody could overthink in about forty different ways. That's all Rabal, right? This is this is why Rabal is. <laughs> he he took this thing and just ran with it. And I'll let him talk about his trials and tribulations. But I just want to, before he gets into it, give him the kudos he deserves because he'll never say it himself. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. No, so uh, Carmen, it comes it comes all from from forward thinking. I would say whether whether thinking of how to uh, better your products or whether how to uh, provide the the industry with what it needs. Or even in terms of marketing, with forward thinking or forward marketing, uh, what what grabs what grabs the attention today? So there there are two questions here to to answer. First, 
why are we launching a rocket? We're, we're launching a rocket because this is really what we are, we are doing. The product that we're launching is a rocket. The product that we're launching is something that happened the first time. For example, when we first landed on the moon, it was indicative that look where the stretch of technology allowed us to reach. We're reaching a new horizon. We're reaching new places. So always, us as humans, when we think of rocket launches or even watching NASA land something somewhere or recently with all these things SpaceX is doing, we're, we're not there. We're not trying to say Legrand is comparing itself to NASA or SpaceX or to any of the... Uh, we're we're and we're preserving really all our engineering brain cells to develop our products to provide the market with the best fiber system we're not trying to explore space launching a rocket was a marketing campaign indicative of that we are mixing things up in the fiber industry and hey guys listen we're doing something that's being done for the first time today and this is what so it's it was just a, the hook to tell our target audience what they need to know engineering wise and where this technology can help them get to. So, uh, but we left, we left the rocket launching for the professionals. We worked closely with the Nevada rocket association. It's a, uh, a large team of individuals who have passion to launching rockets, designing rockets, building, building the shells, using all that rocket fuel that they use, connecting all that technology. And there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, we, we were aware, we were brought up to speed on a weekly basis with the progression of building the rocket, uh, painting it, branding it. Uh, we wanted the whole event to be filmed. So we were, we were having all these integrated cameras all around the rocket. We were filming from the ground to the rocket, we were filming from the rocket to the ground. We we wanted to not miss a moment. Don't send something into orbit without cameras. <laughs> yeah. Without taking a photo, at least, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and not, not picking on that nice person whom you've had on earlier who forgot to take a picture, but like we did, we lost a camera along the way too. So like, it's easy to have happen, right? Like it's not, <laughs> it's not their fault that you get wrapped up. And I think to, to answer your, your question, there were a couple of eyebrows that got raised and there was a couple of people that did think about this as wait, we're doing what? But at the same time, like space, man. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> there was, you can, it's really easy to get excited about launching things into space and kind of what that means. And we needed something different to be, you know, we're not the first or second conversation as far as fiber is concerned. So to take that attention and like, capture it in a different way like we had to do something a little bit different and and carmen asked something really important earlier carmen said how did you manage success on this how were you able to quantify that oh our our campaign was was successful it's curiosity that we generated the the trust me it's about the number of calls and the number of linkedin messages and the number of emails we had to answer What's going on? Why are you sending rockets up to space? Uh, what is Legrand up to right now? And Legrand is a company that does create this curiosity in the market. We are super diverse company in terms of our product offering because Legrand North America alone is is for, for 
headed by by CEO John Seldorf, our uh, great CEO, uh, manages five different divisions, and each of these divisions is driving a complete different industry, whether it's building controls or electrical wiring systems or uh, data power and control. So we do focus on different segments of the market. So we're already we already make the market somehow curious about us. So uh, when we launched a rocket, we we uh, magnified that curiosity and had a chance to tell the story. I appreciate that you you mentioned the tracking of inbound inquiries and and kind of conversation and buzz that was generated. And of course. You know, that's all ROI that you can kind of measure after the fact, right? But it sounds like part of the secret sauce here is the marketer or the people kind of selling this in to the organization to say, we're going to launch a rocket. This is something we're actually going to do and spend money on. Is that you know, somebody could have easily turned around and said, okay, Neverball, like, uh, what's, what's your projected ROI on this? Tell me how much money we're going to make by, send, by, by, by launching a rocket. And I think we could all probably know that you can't answer that question, or if you do answer it, it won't be right. Um, but it, we can answer, it, but we'll just be going to get called liars, right? Like, there's right? No- but but there's something. Uh, but where you, you said you said yeah, space. Like, but what you're but what you're telling me there, if I'm putting words in your mouth a bit, is you sold it by using a different measuring tool, a different yardstick. So, like if. I think that's what happens when marketers are trying to bring something new and innovative to their management team, uh, to the C-suite or, 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 or others that are maybe could potentially roadblock an idea. When they get presented with a question like, what's the ROI on this? They'll play that game. They'll try to answer that question. And I think probably the right answer is to play a different game and to answer a different question. Yeah, I think... Uh... Totally. You put all the right words in my mouth and a couple extra ones that I probably didn't use that I'm going to steal from now on. Right. But I think, I think that like our team is a little bit chicken and egg, right? Like there's some marketing that happens before the product is a product because we have to incel the innovation and you know, the risk as far as what we're doing. But usually by the time that the marketing air quotes, part of it kind of really comes into play, the product is already an idea. Right. And the innovation has already started happening. And so especially around innovative ideas and trying to be a little bit different, you know, our tagline is was go beyond for this product. Uh, That energy already exists. Right. That that little bit of mania that is part of innovation uh, already has kind of taken hold everywhere. And the the, we're going to put a rocket in space conversation was a lot easier than you would have thought it was because everyone's already on the innovation train. We're already all kind of sipping that same coffee and have that same caffeine buzz and that little bit of vibration around everything. So it seemed a lot less impractical or (laughs) non-linear by the time we got to the rocket side of things it was just kind of like the logical progression but for the eyebrows it was less of a conversation around roi and more around just i keep going back to it but it it was more of the human side of it right like it it was less about the numbers and more about the emotion and, and having the ability to just kind of feed that to everybody and it really kept not only the innovation levels high but also the rest of the decision making process pretty straightforward 
we, we are not saying we didn't we're not saying we didn't have to build slides convincing our executive team <laughs> and our finance teams and you know how it is of course it's 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 Legrand at the end of the day, a very well structured company that has layers and layers of structure. And you know, yes, and I know where Carmen was going with this question. How did we get the teams to convince them that we need X amount of money to launch a rocket in the desert in Nevada? Yes, that wasn't it was challenging. And we didn't do it without all the slides and all the numbers and all the research behind it. We for sure. But what Eric is saying that was on our side, that was that what the, the reason we're both lucky, but we're 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 also in the same boat with everyone else. It's the forward thinking. This is what allowed us to move the idea. It wasn't shut down at the first approach. The executive team said, "Okay, that's well, that's different. Tell us why. Why do you think it's going to succeed?" And and today, Legrand's stake is to tell the industry that, hey, there is the most innovative fiber uh, system in the world today, the pre-terminated fiber system in the world today, that is a product Legrand owns. And Legrand is happy to tell you about it, tell you its story, tell you its benefits, tell you why it's going to improve your data centers and who is going to be our customers. Hyperscalers who really care about data loss and uh, speeds and density and who end up at the end of the day finding themselves limited with the space they have. So they want to make the most of it. They want the most dense systems and solutions and um, they don't want to be spending hours and hours of engineering trying to either install systems or maintain them. So also, uh, Infinium Acclaim, you know, hits on all of these. It's cutting cost, so it's less products. It's cutting the complexity, so it's less time spent we're doing the job. And it's cutting the cassette, so it's direct, direct mating connections. So it's all, at the end of the day, ties to the messaging that we were trying to hit on. I really love how you act. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of marketers would kind of, oh, I could never sell that through, you know, but I, I really, you've clearly thought about how to connect the product benefits. You've clearly thought about the types of people who are going to be interested in this sort of thing and that it's going to be able to bring them along. And you've really thought of a that big idea that helped to kind of spawn interest and, and renewed you know, appreciation for what Laurent brings to the category. So I, I think it's really interesting how you've done that. Um, as we kind of draw close to the end of the show here, um, so you, you've you've launched the rocket, you've engaged with people as a result of that. What's next? What are you uh, What are you hoping to do? You don't have to tell us, like you know, actually sending somebody to Mars this time. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay on Earth. We're gonna plug. We're here to plug stuff in, right? And like that's the other thing that we talked about at the, at the beginning of this is that we as consumers don't see a lot of what we're actually doing and where we're trying to be innovative because <clears throat> we get wireless, right? Like everything is going wireless and we're talking about connections. Um, but that bad, poorly kept secret in the whole thing is that the more wireless things get, the more stuff's got to be plugged in in a closet somewhere. And, and like, so like that's, that's where, you know, to, to pull on your tomatoes plants, you know, like we're putting a lot more tomato plants in the same garden. And so, like, that's why the water needs to get there is because there are more plants asking for water. So, like, it didn't matter when there was two or three plants, but now we've got, 
acres and acres of tomatoes that, that want water from the same source. And so like making sure that all the droplets of water get there starts being more and more impactful and important. And I think that, um, you know, getting that message out has to be a priority and, and as marketers capturing the attention to have that conversation is getting trickier and trickier and trickier. And so, um, the silly things start being whimsical, but also it's the part that we still all want to be right. Like we get buried in weird numbers and datas and ROIs and everything else. And like, there's gotta be a little joy somewhere. And so if we can be that little bit of whimsy, then we become part of that conversation. And that's, that's uh, hard to do and an easy thing to try for. Right. And so like when we actually see it, align with Rabal going, what if we put a rocket into space? <laughs> what if we just launched a rocket? Like, it was just like, yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In terms of excitement, we're not at a, a uh, less exciting stage right now. So normally when you want to deliver a message to someone, you need to get their attention and then you need to create the awareness and while delivering the message. And we're, we're at this stage right now where we're Talk. We we've grabbed we've grabbed the uh, market's attention. We said, "Hey, look, we launched a rocket." Now everyone's coming and say, "Why did you launch a rocket?" Now we have the chance to tell them the story because we're going beyond with this with this fiber system that we're creating and we're changing the way things are done. And this is what you what's in it for you. When we're giving our partners and our customers and the industry in in total the with them messaging that what's in it for me. This is what's in it for you guys. This is how you're going to improve your networks. This is how you're going to build better data centers. This is how you're going to be on top of the game and be ahead of the race, you know, with with all your... Because everybody in the industry has competitors and now they want the best product out there. So today we are having these conversations. We have product pages and resources that people can go and see and learn more and watch videos and understand why did we launch a rocket and why did we do this product? But also today, people like Eric, he's the program manager and he's driving this awareness. Eric is on a flight. Like when I call Eric every time, I'm like, where, where, where in the world is, is Carmen Sandiego, right? But where, where is the world? Where in the world is Eric Holland? Because he's talking to these, to our partners and he's having these conversations and he's now really hitting on the, the value of acclaim. But from a marketing perspective, we're not doing anything uh, less exciting. The, the campaigns that are upcoming from Legrand are equally exciting, whether it's destroying something big or whether it's drowning a product or, or sending a product to space. We're always, always keen to, uh, you know, keep the market on its toes, as they say. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, it's been. Uh, I really appreciate you kind of taking the time to take us through this today. So I think it's been. A, it's a really cool campaign. It's just a fascinating kind of insight into how you brought it to life. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked that we've been able to keep the water analogy going through the whole thing as well <laughs> with the garden, etc. So I think just, uh, just tremendous all around. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, guys. Thanks for thanks for being interested and in listening to us talk about stuff. It's. Uh... It's fun to always to, to get to with like-minded people and have a passionate conversation around things that, again, most people find just the afterthought. So appreciate the, the time and energy. Thank you, guys. But just for laughs, uh, our our listeners, your listeners today are probably thinking, wait, so is Legrand trying to water tomatoes in a garden or send rockets to space? What is Legrand trying to do? So <laughs> <laughs> we, I don't know we if we've are... helped the case or not. 
we're trying to do both, hopefully, right? Tomatoes and rockets, but but no, but what we're actually really trying to do today is tell the market that we have the most innovative fiber system and uh, get in touch with us, tell you more about it. But thank you so much for having us on your show, guys. We really appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.